Hello and welcome to Wall Street Vision, a show that explores investment ideas from the best investors in history. I'm your host, Vlad. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as the basis for investment decisions. In today's episode, we'll explore how Bill Ackman turned $27 million into $2.6 billion in less than a month. This is a perfect example of an asymmetric investment where there is a huge upside but a very small downside. So let's start with the story of how it all went down. Bill Ackman is an investor and a hedge fund manager. He's the founder and chief executive of Pershing Square Capital Management. I'll save Bill's life story for another episode, but today I want to discuss this famous trade that happened in 2020. So in early 2020, Bill and his team are looking into the economic effects that COVID is having. They see how China is dealing with the outbreak. I mean, China is a strict regime where the government says something and everyone has to follow suit. And China is still having trouble containing the virus, even when they're doing shutdowns of whole cities. So Bill figures that if COVID spreads to Europe and the U.S., there's going to be economic shutdowns everywhere. That means that a bunch of stocks in his portfolio are going to lose a lot of value. He has two choices. The first choice is to sell all his investments and go to cash. That's not great since that would trigger a lot of capital gains taxes. So instead of that, his other choice is to use a hedge as an insurance policy. He chooses to insure the portfolio with credit default swaps. If you listened to last week's episode about the incredible Dr. Michael Berry, you know that credit default swaps, or CDSs as they're called in short, are essentially insurance that you can buy on a security. So in Bill's case, he buys CDSs on some credit default swap indices. So he buys a CDS on a CDS index. Pretty confusing, right? Let's break it down a little bit. I'm going to get a little technical here, but just bear with me. I promise that it's all going to make sense. Bill sees that the CDS indices are trading at very tight credit spreads. Now the spread is just the difference in yield between a corporate bond and a risk-free bond like a US government bond. The yield is just the return on a bond. So essentially, the credit spread is the difference in return that you would get if you were to invest in a corporate bond instead of investing in a very secure and safe US government bond. So tight credit spreads means that the return on corporate bonds and risk-free bonds is about the same. Well, what does that mean? Spreads being tight means that investors don't think corporate bonds are much riskier than a government bond. So in January 2020, Bill looks at the market and sees these tight spreads, which means investors are essentially saying that everything is safe and companies are making money and the business landscape is safe and secure. Of course, Bill also hears the news out of China and around the world, the virus is spreading quickly. So he buys some CDSs on CDS indices. Essentially, he's buying insurance for a stock portfolio. His investment thesis is that in order to stop the COVID spread, global shutdowns will be necessary. Essentially, the whole world is going to follow the Chinese model for dealing with the virus. He thinks that as the shutdowns happen, businesses will suffer which means that businesses will face a higher risk of being bankrupt, and that means credit spreads will widen, because remember, small spreads mean businesses seem safe. Wide spreads mean businesses seem risky. 
So Bill thinks the market will have a moment of realization where a corporate bond will need to yield a much higher return than a government bond for an investor to consider buying it. Bill's thinking is that spreads are going to get a lot wider. So he goes out and buys a large amount of these CDSs in February 2020. In March, investors start freaking out about the pandemic, and they are now thinking that lots of businesses will be hurting soon. This causes the credit spreads to widen a lot, and that makes the value of Bill's CDS contracts to go through the roof. By March 12th, the CDS position in Bill's portfolio goes up to $2.8 billion, and that's when Bill started selling. At this point, the value of the CDSs was around 40% of his whole portfolio. That's crazy. His insurance paid off so much that it was now worth half his portfolio. I can just picture Bill checking his portfolio statement, smiling at the CDS gains, and feeling terrible about the stock losses. But at least he had the insurance on the portfolio. Smart move. Bill had so many of these CDS contracts that it takes 11 days to sell all of them. Now, on March 18th, Bill goes on CNBC for his famous appearance. Scott Wapner is interviewing Bill, and Bill's noticeably shaken up. He's talking about his father's poor health and that the government needs to step up to stop the pandemic. It was quite the TV appearance. You can find it on YouTube. It's an interesting watch. At the beginning of the interview, the S&P index was down 6.5%. At market close, the S&P was down over 10%. So a lot of people were pointing fingers at Bill, saying that he caused the massive sell-off. Bill catches so much flack when the media learns that he had this huge CDS bet all along. But you've got to remember that he was already exiting the position for a while by the time he went on CNBC. Also, in the interview, he says outright that he's actually buying stocks. So I'm not too sure about this popular media narrative at the time. The media was saying that Bill was doing this interview and trying to scare everybody just so that he can make a CDS bet pay off. But I don't think that's very true. Anyway, in the end, Bill's CDS bet pays off about $2.6 billion, but his stock portfolio goes down by about the same amount, so he's essentially flat for the year. So it's so funny to say that the markets are perfectly efficient, because in February, there was already quite a few people thinking that COVID would be serious, and you had the example of how China dealt with it. But spreads were still really narrow, so the opportunity to profit from a conservative investment was still there. And spreads didn't start changing until the middle of February. Putting down $27 million and getting $2.6 billion from that investment was a genius move. Huge props to Bill Ackman. He did a great job preserving his client's capital. This is a great example of an asymmetric investment. Asymmetric investments have a huge upside and a small downside. Bill's losses were limited because of the way CDS trades are set up. Let's go back to the story. This is the worst case scenario for him. He buys the CDSs and spreads tighten, and that would cause him to lose more than the $27 million investment that he put up. But at the same time that he made the trade, spreads were already at historic all-time lows, and he saw the first cases of COVID appear all over the world. So there was evidence that the virus was spreading quickly. So the economic outlook was looking more and more grim by the week. So the likelihood that spreads would either stay where they were or widen was pretty good. Now it's easy to see this looking back, but lots of investors were able to hedge their portfolios because they saw the risk approaching. So big upside to his trade, and he handicapped the downside. In essence, when you look at the stock market as a whole, it's one big asymmetric investment. If you buy a stock 
or an index, your losses are limited to your initial investment, but your gains are technically unlimited. Great investors seek out these opportunities where their investment loss is limited, but the gain has a huge upside. There's different ways of doing this, and one way is to buy businesses for less than their intrinsic value. Value investors like Warren Buffett and Bill Ackman like to do this. Let's look at an example. Let's say you have a coffee shop in your neighborhood that's selling for $200,000. If you look at all the cash that the coffee shop is going to generate in the future, and if you discount that cash to today's dollars, you can get the intrinsic value of the coffee shop. The intrinsic value is essentially the true value of a business. So if your intrinsic value is 300000 and you can buy the coffee shop for 200000 this is an amazing opportunity to own the coffee shop for two-thirds of its true value. That's one way to make an asymmetric return. If you're getting a business for less than its true value, you're increasing the chances that you'll get a good return for two reasons. The first reason is you can benefit from the business price moving up to the true intrinsic value. So that's being able to buy the coffee shop for 200000 and selling it for at least 300000 down the road. The second reason is that you can benefit from any additional growth that the business goes through as well. So if you buy the coffee shop and you increase revenues by being a great operator, maybe your revenues grow by 10%, let's say. So now you can sell it for 330000 So your total return on the investment would be 130000 so lots of upside, and your downside is capped because it's limited to the initial investment. So buying businesses for less than their true value is one way to make asymmetric investments. These asymmetric opportunities don't just exist in investing, by the way. There's lots of asymmetric opportunities in everyday life. A good example is asking for a raise. The downside is capped. Unless you're working in a terrible place, you're not likely to get fired if you ask for a raise. Now the upside is huge. You can increase your income, and the great thing is that your income is not just increased now when you get the raise, but this increase will stay with you for many years to come. So this one simple request can compound on itself many, many times. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day.